Hey, my loves. All right, so I think this is going to be my last recording for the year. I got back from my workout and um, I am hungry, very, very hungry. So I've ordered my food um, and I'm looking out to see when they get here. So until then, I just wanted to kind of pop this one off. So um, I wanted to talk about how I see myself improving for the next year in terms of um, triggering up. And also, I want to kind of somehow, somehow show how I'm navigating what should be considered constructive feed, uh, criticism uh, and having to feel what it's like to be on the other side of when I just need to fine-tune my message a little bit more. Um, I mentioned to you that one of the the places I go to, this guy, he oversees one of a multi-million resort around the world type of a thing and um, really cool dynamics. But, you know, one of the things he talks about is he thrives off of feedback. And sometimes, you know, the feedback is not always fun. I used to work in administration myself. So, you know, it's it's not nice to hear this needs to be fixed and that needs to be fixed and there's no um, appreciation for when things are done. Actually, uh, one of the last conversations I had with them yesterday, I was just saying, hey, thank you for everything you've done around here because I can notice um, since he's started working there. Um, and, and, it, and it's so interesting too. Let me just throw this in there too. This guy doesn't need to work. This guy does not need to work. I, I, I promise you. Okay, um, and so with that being said, he um, his his friend actually owns that resort, and his friend used to actually work for him. Okay, um, and so he said he was just he and his wife. I would see them all the time, but you know, just kind of open to whatever life brings you. And so when his friend came um, to review the area, there was rentals he wanted. And so he just appointed his friend to overlook it. But he enjoys his job. He takes the feedback. And it made me think about, you know, <laughs> the best way to probably sometimes even give feedback is to know what it's like to be on the receiving end. So I want to kind of talk through, you know, yeah. Do I feel a little bit salty that... Well, and I know, I know it's coming from my my content because um, I had recorded a content uh, a podcast and I was talking about um, NFTs and investments and just some of my perspectives on it. And yes, I did call the people who were suing Venus Williams and you know all those other people who were in NFTs. I did call them little bitches. Yes, I did. Yes, 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 I did. Right. And now, mind you, this was just on the heels of me playing audio from a young woman, right? Because it makes me think about, even though I'm not the youngest, I'm still kind of new to some conversations. And there are people who were a little bit, you know, far advanced ahead of me. And so I'm looking for ascension up and elevating, but... I understand that as a middle person, I have responsibility to how I course, I think, handle conversations like with um, the young lady that was saying um, her thoughts on on Tori. 
I also talked a little bit in the last podcast about kind of understanding, I think going into Age of Aquarius, we're going to be, a lot of us are going to be pushed to be individuals, right? So this idea of groupthink and everybody thinking the same exact thing and having the same exact perspective and and not being able to coexist kind of needs to, you kind of have to learn how to navigate that. And again, I understand that, you know, she's she's a very young person, so she doesn't really understand everything. Now, that being said, um, after, and, and, and I, I want to say this. So I think moving forward, it's kind of like, I'm going to still play clips, but I'm going to make sure that I'm intentional about su- providing support around what I'm talking about and not, I made sure not to necessarily bash or, or put her content out like, Oh, go look at this. But I want you to hear the thinking and specifically from her voice too, it's important for me to have some what levels of receipts too, because I, to me, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I heard somebody said something, whatever, and then I'm just pulling it out of my A. It's like, no, you're hearing this person. Um, this is what they're saying. Let's talk through it, right? So I think that there could be healthier ways, and I look, I encourage you to come back and see how I handle those conversations. Now, that being said, so one of the things that um, you're probably wondering, well, what's wrong with calling the men who sues uh, Venus uh, Williams out here in California for the NFTs because the, the price of NFTs, everything is down across the board. Crypto is down, Bitcoin is down, NFTs are down, stock is down, Tesla, I don't know what the heck is going on with Elon Musk, but everything across the board is down. And um, I'm of the opinion, I'm starting to understand because it's it's easier for me to understand why certain things, especially when it comes to money and investing, why it's, um, how do you call it? Hi, baby. How it's, um, some people really want to regulate it and or they don't invite everyone. Here. <laughs> um, I, I totally get it because in my opinion, I'm actually, I used to be like, everyone should invest. Let's all go to the moon. No, not everybody's personalities are made for it. Not everybody fully understands what all goes into investments. They don't understand their the risk involved and or they make dumb decisions like putting everything into one basket. And I'm going to kind of say this too, kind of hinging off of that last podcast I did. If you are picking stock just because a tennis player has it in her portfolio, you have bigger problems. If you know, you should be able to understand that it's, you know, whatever the dynamics of that were and not invest more than you can afford to put in. And I think that sometimes there's greed. It doesn't, I, I've gotten taken advantage of, I'm pretty sure too, where I was in crypto and I had rug pulls, but you'll never really, I'll talk about it, but I'm never really gonna, ooh, I wanted to use this word. But let's let's flush through how I'm responding to the criticism, right? And I think that the person that addressed it has a, um, how do you say, uh, um, valid point. Because <laughs> I wanted to say they're just bitching and moaning, right? They're little bitches, bitching and moaning. And that's from me coming as a woman, which was one of her biggest gripes. It's kind of like, how can a woman say that? <laughs> right? So that hurt my little judgmental, holier-than-thou 
um, ego type of a thing. Um, but you know, she's right. And there's going to be things as we are becoming more refined and sharpened, we're going to have to cut away some of the language and cut away some of the ways that we think and understand that a lot of us are on different parts of the spectrum, right? And I promise you, if you think me calling people, you know, (laughs) is bad now, I promise you, if you had caught me five years ago, you would have called me a certified mammy. I promise you, while I was out here in these streets, caping for Stefan Clark the whole time, he's talking about dark bitches bring dark days. What? But I mean, I was just strapped up, laced up, choking on that cape, baby. Walking with that cross again, you know, up all up on my shoulders and stuff. Mm -mm. So, you know, I think access to conversations and um, is helping to elevate me. And if I keep it 100 with y'all, because, right, I, I... I'm human. So I, I'm not going to lie to you. That left me feeling some kind of way. It left me kind of salty. <laughs> it pour a little bit of salt on the wounds. But she's right, though. Her thing is, um, let's not use what would be considered derogatory terms that men use to describe women, you know, to, to describe their faults. Okay? Which I find kind of interesting because I... Uh, I haven't, outside of hearing what she had to say and kind of going to bed a little bit salty um, last night, I feel like I'm trying to think of what would I call, you know, what's the male equivalent of little bitches? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do agree with her. And... Um, why is it that that term, you know, that's associated with women is um, derogatory, right? And why do I and other people, men and or women, feel comfortable that way? Ooh, I think I see my food. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, coming, coming. Or not. Oh, my neighbors are having parties. But, um... The other thing too is then how do you handle, how do you handle um, when you say that men are emotional or over over emotional, right? When you see them, um, like for example, this one guy. Let me just. Just gonna put my food there. Take the picture. Um, when, when, when you have a guy that's shooting a woman in the back 15 times cause she didn't text him back, y'all, um, do we want to continue talking about men being over emotional and considering that emotional is, is more of a feminine trait? I don't know. I, I, I'm not having the answers right now. I'm sure it will come to me, but. Um, yeah, 
So with that being said, you know, I will pick up my little ego <laughs> of whatever's left from that um, um, and just kind of keep it pushing. And there's even other things I wanted to kind of share. My food is here, so let me go get it. But, you know, for those of you who are growing and starting off small, I talked a little bit about you have to be self-aware of who you are. And part of what allows me to kind of come back on here every day is to understand that I am musings of a divine feminine. So I'm not journalistic, a little bit of gossip, but I share my, my thoughts and reactions to the world that's happening around me. And that means that now I understand and I allow people to do gossip if they want to, their own thoughts the same way I do if they want to, people that are journalistic, you know, or I hold them to that standard. And so now we can all kind of move cohesively and, and that type of thing. The other thing too is, you know, don't be embarrassed to start off small. I'm grateful <laughs> I can start off small because if I take the things that I hear and about the content I cover, and it is important to me, right? And I was listening to Princella last night. For those of you who got to listen to her, that was a little bit of a treat. Um, but she started off with talking about how, you know, you have to understand your purpose. She she is not also doing this for money, right? It's one of those things where it's above it's above you now, right? It's not about my feelings, my ego. Because truth be told, truth be told, I'm living my whole best entire life, okay? My complications right now are trying to figure out massages, spa treatments, and getting my hair done, getting my... You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, this is not... I'm not doing this for money, right? Um, but there's a bigger purpose, right? And sometimes it means that I'm kind of a little bit of a catalyst where I'm pulling, you know, the nutrients, spiritual nutrients, intellectual nutrients from other people and kind of a hub and then bringing it to the forefront, bringing it to your um, awareness. That being said, I do need to kind of revisit my purpose again too because, um, I am working on my health. I'm going to be talking about it. Could be a little bit on the verge of TMI, but important conversations and the same conversations that happen with health, with wealth, happen with health. There are circles that I'm in that, you know, my everyday friends and everyday people are not talking about, but they're healthy, they're fit, they're in shape, right? And just those little things, I'm so excited, like, oh. When I tell you bikini body downloading as early as spring break, whoo-hoo, you know, but also the healthiest I've been in a long time. And um, and I actually, you're going to want to come back and check out my health stuff too, because when I tell you I'm paying thousands of dollars for this uh, health information, it's going to help you open up your eyes a little bit to kind of understand. It could be even little things like, for example, because of my blood type, and I'll try to cover. Um, this one is slightly similar to the Dida Damo eating by your blood type. Um, this one's a little bit more specialized. Um, but if you wanted to, you can look and see what you can do to eat for your blood type. But um, it's even little things like after I have my water in the morning, starting my day with fruit. 
It's also things like um, she was telling me there, like for example, pomegranate juice. My body doesn't like pomegranate juice. Okay, so <laughs> when I talk about having to come home and throw out the cranberry pomegranate juice that I have, it's like, do I want to keep? you know, just finish drinking it, knowing what it's going to do to my body. Now, that being said, I can't drink cranberry. Another interesting one was oatmeal. I'm not supposed to be eating oatmeal, but I can eat potatoes. I love potato salad. So when I'm like, what is it? In heaven? I tell you. I, okay. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I'm viewing the year. Um, overall, help, mm, attitude of gratitude is there anything else I wanted to say? And let me kind of close out with this too, because I want to, you know, I really want us to get more in alignment with planetary placements. I really want to encourage and invite any of my tarot readers who listen to me. Um, it's been a while and I bought a new deck, y'all. Um, I want us to kind of pay attention to, yes, our intuition, but let's let's kind of raise the litmus test or the standard to be able to help people through the planetary placements of things that are happening, right? We've been talking a little bit about, especially now how we just passed over into Christmas. I find it hilarious that the Christians, and especially from the religion I was in, they will put a star at the top of the Christmas tree and then tell, turn around and tell you, we don't look at Zodiacs. We don't. And, but right there in Genesis chapter one, I think it's like verse 43, but it's definitely in chapter one. And it's something like it's either 14 or 43 for something, right? Talks about the, the, the stars are placed in the sky for, for signs and seasons, y'all. And I think it's important for us to start paying attention to those signs and it will help you understand things so much better too, because like even with the um, uh, Aquarius placements, I already told you all go check out Maren Altman on YouTube. She does trading. She's the one that got me hooked on to trading according to the moon cycles, but she's all, oh, she is damn good at what she does with the planetary placements. Um, one of the, 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 the books that I have on my desktop that I, I want to like, quote unquote, publish or make available to you guys is going to allow you to write in everything about yourself. And I would say that listening to her, you know, if she talks about 10th house in Mars or 10, you know, um, the, the houses or whatever, when you listen to her, go and write those things in and you start to understand yourself better. Case in point, she was talking about people that have Aquarius placements. I don't believe I have any, or at least not in anything predominant, um, any of the predominant stuff, is for the next 20 years, you guys, you're going to be dealing with some energy. You know, if I'm not mistaken, sun, rising, moon um, are, are the predominant. Could affect if you have your Mercury, too, your Venus. But... Um, for the next 20 years. And she said around the 10 year mark, you might feel like you're just stuck in stuff, right? And you're just repeating cycles. Well, now that you know that you're going to be dealing with that type of energy for, for, you know, a little bit of time, you're not a victim to it, but it helps you understand who is ebbing and flowing and out of your life. And you can prepare ahead for the long term, right? 
Um, and so I want us to be a little bit more conscious of the planetary placements. And, you know, it's so interesting because I- I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say who the content creator was, but sometimes I don't always come on here and tell you guys, oh, this is retrograde. This is, you know, this is what's going on with Mercury or Venus or Saturn or Pluto. But <laughs> your girl knows what's happening Sometimes if I follow it intuitively, like I said, I have a lot of water in my chart. So sometimes I get the energy three days before you guys, um, before the collective. But um, one of the content creators had a, a fallout with her girlfriend right at the time when there was a switch in the um, in the planets that brought up conflict. But what I tell you, it was like dead on. It was like literally down to like the day, right? And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm not saying that important conversations were not had. I'm just saying like, if you know that type of energy, it's like, babe, I understand you. I hear you. Let's work through this 72 hour freaking whatever transit is going on and then keep it going. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, I have seen, I have seen, um, oh, y'all, and I'm hungry, but let me get off of here. Um, I, I will never forget, this was maybe about three or four years ago now, one of my favorite content creators, and actually, now that I think about it, I haven't heard her content for a while. She hasn't been popping up for a little bit. Hope she's okay, but... I remember she used to do tarot, but she was good at what she does. She's intuitive across the board, period, point blank, period. And some, I heard somebody else had said, um, this transit that's coming up, people are going to change their religions. If they were religious, they're going to go to non-religious. If they're religious, um, if they're non-religious, they're going to turn to religious. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Sure enough, the energy came in. And she completely pivoted her channel from tarot reading and spiritual, everything, all the decks, to now she's a Christian. And so I understood her thought process and what she's going through. Another one I would like to illustrate for you and why it's important and why it plays a role and to better understand yourself, right? Um, And this also has to do with course correction. So I started talking a little bit about how do we deal with feedback from people, <laughs> you know, we, we all want to be protopian. We all want to improve, right? In school of business, they're always talking about continuous improvement, right? Refinement. In our communication, I talked a little bit about our health, right? Um, when I go to my person and she's like, baby girl, you got inflammation in your body. This is what we need to do. All right, bet. You know, I'm not going to feel... It wasn't as, as bad where I'm feeling salty and I'm like, oh, who does she think she is? She's telling me I have inflammation in my body. I'm the ish. I'm the business. Like, I feel some kind of, no, let's listen. Book me for the next five weeks. Okay, let's, let's, let's correct this because I have things to do, places to go, people to see. Okay. And um, so there's course correction there. But I also want us to kind of course correct a little bit spiritually and understanding, you know, really get into the flow. When we were talking about with trading, you know, how it's cyclical, how there's flow, how we're ruled by the sun and the moon. Right. The ebb and the flow tapping into nature. Let's not be so anti-nature. 
Um, I want to talk about JLo a little bit, and then I want to circle back and talk about how... Well, let me talk about this one first. For Christmas, I was joking a little bit about how the... Um, People don't really realize or understand or go by their pastor's interpretation. But the way that they found your sweet baby Jesus was by a star. Some people can argue a comet. Coincidentally, it was like around two years ago, um, that same star, the same star that was seen at the time of Jesus' birth, okay, came through here and and what was so cool about it too i tell you i pay attention to these type of things the name of that comment was called neowise okay neowise and that was around the time that beyonce dropped her album and it was the one called something like um i don't know i think it was it called like black is king or something something is king but in one of her trailers she has this little baby with an arrow on his on his kind of like a um, like a waterbender on his forehead, and he goes from the galaxy down to Earth, and because he's a ray of light moving at lightning speed, he looks he would look like a comet to the naked 3D human eye, and I knew exactly what it was, and I knew exactly why she released at that time in conjunction with the um, with that. You know, these things are important, too, when you start to figure out a time to sow, a time to to harvest. When do you start your business? When do you have, you know, um, your business meetings? When do you have communication? Mercury's are great for communication. Wednesdays are ruled by Mercury, right? Friday's a great way, great day to do all of your Venus stuff. Great day for love, great day for dates, Right. Um, Thursday is a great day for business, enterprise, expansion, contracts, for the most part, right? Depending on how it affects your house. Um, but also, like for example, with JLo, I'll never forget it. A lot of you know my moon is Pisces, my, my rising is Virgo. And when I started to just spend a little bit of time understanding why my North Node is the way it is, I'm moving away from detachment. Pisces, we are very sentimental. Don't, and then you combine it with Mars and Leo, very sentimental. We see things through rose-colored lenses. Love, love, kind of just, you know, very attached type of a thing. Virgo... If, as I'm stepping into Virgo, I'm rising into that. I'm more than my sun sign, right? Starting to understand that I need to de- detach from things that no longer serve me. So I remember when it popped up on my um, algorithm that JLo was getting engaged again to Ben, who she was engaged to like 10 years ago. Something told me, you know what? I bet you she's south. She's, um, I bet you her north node is Pisces. It's the complete opposite of me. Sure enough, look it up. And so now I understand what she's going through and why she made those decisions. I'm not a fan of her by any stretch of the imagination, but now you start to understand human behaviors and what they're going through. It's also great for if you have kids, you know? And a lot of the times when we're, we're young, we think we are just our sun sign. 
and why it can feel so different and why some people can say, well, he doesn't act like a Leo. He doesn't act like a Scorpio. He doesn't act like a Virgo. He doesn't act like a Cancer is because we are, in my opinion, right, ascending to our our North Node. And that means that you are learning and refining yourself and improving and and that ties into your life purpose, right? In my opinion. So, y'all, when I tell you, I'm so freaking hungry. I got some soup, so that will help kind of, you know, break some stuff up, warm up my stomach before I eat. Happy New Year. You know, the other thing I wanted to say, too, and why we started to talk about the spiritual stuff and the planetary placements, and I want us to become more aligned with, um, with, with, with nature, right? The, the stars are in the sky for signs. The natural new year is in March, okay? And so when you start to think about it as above, so below, think about winter is when everything is dead, it's cold, it's frozen. So that allows you, you know, if it doesn't feel like New Year's to you, that's okay. Can you imagine that? If it doesn't feel like a new beginning to you, that's that's okay. Honor that. Allow yourself to still rest, okay? To flush out whatever you don't need, to let the leaves fall, what no longer serves you, and to dig deep into your roots and better understanding of of what is going on. And then when the spring comes, when the, the new year comes, pretty sure I'm going to do a podcast on that, kind of celebrating our natural new year with spring blossoming, babies, you know, that's when all the little um, blue jays come around and you hear the little baby birds chirping and um, the sun comes out and everything, all the rain has, you see what, you know, we have harvested and we get to enjoy all of the fruits and everything that comes with that. So that was my point. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to title this Triggering Up and learning how to um, give feedback and receive feedback and um, course correcting spiritually, Communication-wise, emotional, behavior-wise, understanding other people, understanding how it feels to kind of get dinged a little bit, but then it helps me to understand how I can help other people without making them feel as bad as I did, but still helping the collective. Um, Talked a little bit about health, talked a little bit about planetary placements, um, astrology, astronomy, esoteric stuff beginnings, right? Self-awareness. So until the next one, bye. I wanted to address now that I have a little bit of soup in my tummy. <laughs> um, and as I'm uploading, I, I like to make sure and just think if I've missed any of my major talking points. But I also wanted to contrast the difference in talking to men who are in dominant society versus to men who are dominated. And what you get to a point where it's like we keep talking about the same stuff over and over and over in terms of stuff from 400 years ago and here and weave and sex, you know, I'll, I'll never forget. This was like if it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before yesterday. It was within the last three days. 
Priscilla was doing a podcast and um, one of the guys called in and um, I want to say three, I, I kind of missed out on some of them because I was working on some stuff behind the scenes. But when I tell you the three that I heard immediately went to like sex, it was so interesting to me because she had finished talking about, in her opinion, and, and I agree too, when you think about relationships and, and, and that type of thing, I think that a lot of women like the idea of business and building. It has gotten us in trouble to a certain degree. I think we, you know, become builder barbs and you kind of figure out that, you know, you cannot build a man up. Um, that's something that he has to do from within himself. And either he has it or he does not. I promise you, if if he's not coming to you as a purpose-driven, ambitious leader, he don't have it in him. I promise you on everything I love. Take my word for it or not, eh, I, I'm 10 toes down on that. I've seen it. And now I, I, I understand even better. But she was talking about, you know, uh, what a lot of... And I think about how easy it used to be for men, you know, because when I tell you I was in love, I was ready to just be there and be so supportive and so gentle and kind and loving and whatever. It's like, nah, nah, those days are done. Those days are done. And even with the younger people, and I think it's it's better for young women to be able to protect themselves, you know, the younger, the better they equip themselves with the knowledge. But I talked about how um, when I was talking to a, a guy that's from dominant society, every I promise you, every time I'm talking to him, he is using some type of language in terms of business administration, whether it's dealing with human resources, which is your greatest asset, people, personnel, motivating them, improving continually, gratitude, right? Pride, drive, service, purpose, leadership, respecting. And, you know, I, I, this is absolutely definitely not advice for, for men. I think I'm just talking mostly to, to women, but when you start to understand the contrast, and I, I think um, Princella had talked about this before too, when you start to even understand more the the traits of leadership and even people who are protopian, they're talking about the future, how to improve, um, how do we set things up now to get to where we want to, what are our goals, how do we... You know, you look a little bit in the rearview mirror and you're like, oh, this didn't go right. That didn't go right. But how do I navigate? How do I fix it? Right. It's almost like driving a car. People always say, yeah, you use the rearview mirror, but that's not going to. The, there's a reason the screen ahead of you, the window ahead of you is so big because you're focused on what's ahead. And and when you start to contrast to how um, dominant society, they're always talking about business capital, ventures, um, growth, expansion, tr- strategy. You know, I see it a lot in the conversation about people that I invest that are, are investing like me. And um, even like my mentor, one of my mentors that I talk about, he's been helping us with trading. And 
in because we've all decided for December we're just gonna take a break, right? Um, we're just living high off the hog. We're not gonna be trading. Just let the market do its volatility. We're still fairly new as a group, so we're gonna ride out the month of December and then hop back in into trading and that type of thing. During his downtime, he is already working on another investment project for us. I don't know if he's going to teach us a new trade skill or whatever, or if he's introducing us to a new investment platform, but it's like self-driven. He don't, he don't work for nobody. This guy, he's an accredited investor, and I believe to be an accredited investor, we've talked about this a couple of times, you have to have a million dollars in assets you have to have been making at least 200000 for the past two to three years documented. And if you're a couple, which he has his wife and he loves and adores his wife, he also has a daughter. Um, and it's, it's a, we always kind of tease him about, you know, but he loves it. He loves being like, you know, the man at the home and the, you know, he loves everything about how his wife is the wife and his daughter is the daughter and the whole, like, and it makes it so much more fun too. But in terms of his leadership, you know, um, he really, when I, when I tell you, <laughs> I think I've taken screenshots of his account. <laughs> he don't he don't need to be in these streets trying to deal with difficult people um but even then he uses his knowledge and he enjoys helping people you know and reaching back and so self-driven and that one coincidentally is a black guy he's he's um um, very rare, one of a kind type of a thing. So I just wanted to kind of share that contrast too. That was something that's been interesting to me. I just listened to people, um, and I'm fascinated by it. I, I love being around people who are forward thinking, um, intellectual. Um, that's what I gravitate towards, but, and, and we can harness those traits within ourselves too, Right. So now I'm, I'm, y'all, when I tell you I took a couple of sips of soup, but I'm so hungry. So I'm officially done. Happy New Year for those that celebrate New Year's. And um, I, I'm pretty much done. I'm, I'm busy the rest of the day, but I will catch you tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side. Know that I love you, that I'm rooting for each and every one of you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for sticking in there with me. I'm committed to, you know, triggering up and becoming a more refined person. And the better I become at communicating and the more important the conversations become, um, the more we will grow as a community. Please know that there are like-minded people around the world who gravitate to my messages and you are not alone in the way that you think or, you know, find some of the things I, I say to be either funny or stimulating or thought-provoking. So until the next one, bye.